Welcome to the Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode four of the podcast. We just want to thank everyone who has subscribed to the podcast on iTunes and our website and have liked our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you. If you'd like to follow us, if you haven't done so already, be sure to look us up on Instagram at The Champagne Way and on Twitter at Champagne underscore Way. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. So we're going to start with what's in your cup. Well, today, I feel all hoity-toity. I am drinking Martini and Rossi's Osti Sparkling Wine. Ooh. That uh, Martini and Rossi is actually the brand of champagne that I started drinking that got me hooked on champagne. Really? Yes. I I have a weird story about Martini and Rossi Osti, but my, it's like the Osti Spumante. It always rings a bell in my head like... A Martini and Rossi Aussie Spumante. My mom used to drink it when I was younger, and um, it probably was the first champagne I've ever tried. I don't know if I should say that on air because, you know, I was clearly underage. <laughs> Statue of limitations are up, Trina. Good to know. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Lindsay. <laughs> um, but yeah, she. I remember her drinking that when I was younger and... Uh, letting you try it a few times and it was always delicious yes and it's a well i don't know about this exact one but one of the martini and rossi's is actually a really good price for college students i don't know how much this one was actually today i should probably find that out but our lovely producer was nice enough to pick it up for us oh that is really nice yeah and i am drinking the free alcohol removed brute sparkling champagne that i had last week Uh, we had some left over and i'm just pretending it's real tonight You know, I've started following them this last week on their Instagram, and they have so many mocktails made out of the champagne or their, you know, alcohol-free champagnes and wines. I'm thinking we might need to, like, go through there and, like, pick some to make for you or something. Yes, I love that idea. So if you are looking for a non-alcoholic spritzy refresher, definitely check out their Instagram. It's free, F-R-E. So stemming from a conversation that we had this weekend, when we were out going to a movie with our husbands, we kind of came across this idea to do a challenge involving our husbands. Yes, it's going to be so much fun. And they're not 100% in right now, so we may need some listener help. Um, But they took us to see a Marvel movie, Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Which was fantastic, by the way. It was great. It was very long, though, and my hands and feet swelled up so bad. (laughs) The, the theater was absolutely packed, and there were, it was made for some great people watching. We sat next to probably the most awkward couple ever on a date, or we we made up our own story about them where we think that they were on a date, and clearly she was overdressed and he was way underdressed. Oh, they literally were on an online date. They met on Tinder. This is what I've come up with in my head. And she was dressed to the nines in this beautiful black dress. And high heels in a movie theater. (laughs) And he was in a khaki tracksuit with little dots all over it, little polka dots. Like branding Adidas all over it. Yes. He was carrying two cocktails in with him, and she had a cocktail in her hand. And we're like, wow. Like, they were clearly planning on going somewhere else and decided, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be seen in public. And so 
they went to the movie instead where at least it's dark. Yeah. I think that was your theory on that. Yeah, I think that was hers. She like looked at his polka dot tracksuit and was like, let's go somewhere where no one can see us, <laughs> but still serve alcohol. Uh-huh. So stemming from that evening out and discussing which movie we were going to go see with our husbands, of course, we knew we were going to see the Black Panther. We knew it. But stemming from that whole discussion about which movie we were going to see, we got into like a debate with them about going to see this action movie and them going to see uh, a different type of movie with us. What type of movie would that be, Lindsay? The new Fifty Shades movie, which I am excited about. I've heard really good things. I have drugged my husband to see the first two. I don't think your husband has seen either one of them. He's never seen either of them. I've actually only seen the first one, Mm. um, which I think we discussed it last week on on the podcast, but I went and saw it with my sister and I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) I I think it's because I'd I'd seen the Twilight series and I'd seen the, I'd read the books of that series and I'd heard that it was based off fan fiction. Uh, That's how the storyline was created for Fifty Shades. And I think when I went and saw the first movie, I was like, oh my God, I can totally see where this is going and I can almost predict the next move. So it was kind of hilarious. There were some really, really sexy scenes happening in there, too, which made it a little awkward, but it was it was still funny. Yes. And because of those awkward scenes, we have an amazing idea. We want to send the husbands in to watch it. Them two. Together. Uh-huh. By on themselves. a date. On a date. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have to come back and recap the movie for our listeners. Yes. In, in great detail. Yes. I feel like we should almost even add an extra bit to the challenge and maybe make one of them, like, tell all of Christian's parts and the other one say all of Anna's parts. <laughs> like, which one can talk in a better, like, girl voice? <laughs> I don't know. My husband has some, he, he can really do some good voices. I don't want to so. hear about your personal life. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this is, I feel like we should add that to the challenge. Yes. And I think we're going to go in and sit a couple rows back and watch them watch the movie. So I've also tried to put in there they should, you know, share some Twizzlers and a Slurpee, but that hasn't gone over well. Yeah. I think at least maybe we can send them to the theater that has like the dining options and we can just randomly send them a milkshake with two straws. Oh, this saying. is getting better. We, we can make this happen. You know, if they are getting antsy, we'll send them a shot. Oh, yeah. We could definitely do that because they do serve alcohol in that theater, too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. If we send them champagne and maybe like if they have like strawberries or something to go with it, do you think everyone else in the theater will really think they're on a date then? Oh, but only if they feed each other the strawberries. Ooh. Or grapes. Maybe they'll have grapes. Yeah. I like this idea. It's this coming together. Good. We will sit in the back row and take pictures and, mm-hmm. you know, laugh Until we along. get kicked out. <laughs> Until, <laughs> Until we get kicked out for harassing other patrons on a nice date. <laughs> so our listeners have to help us. We have to talk our husbands into this. This is probably the greatest idea we've ever come up with besides this podcast. Yes. So please feel free to write on our Facebook and Instagram pages and help us talk them into this. Yes, yes. <laughs> So coming off of that weekend, um, obviously we went and did this on, did we go on Monday or Sunday night? Wow, I can't even think anymore. Wow. That's how how long this day is. So we're going to talk about coming back to work after um, having an extended weekend for the holiday and how it becomes the most Mondayest Tuesday ever. I felt like, take all of the, like, annoyingness of a Monday typically when things don't really 
go in line of what you had thought it was going to be or nothing is going according to plan. And that's like doubled for me today. Me too. Me too. I always love having, you know, a three day weekend. But man, when you get back on Tuesday, it is it's awful. It can it can really like throw off like the entire day. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Sometimes if it's a vacation, I come back and I come back refreshed and ready to start work. But for some reason today, that just wasn't how it went. I had an interview lined up that we were supposed to go do. And it was my coworker had set it up and it was all supposed to be at the other location, the place we were interviewing people. And they ended up we got halfway there and got a call from the receptionist that the people we were interviewing had just shown up at our office. <laughs> so we had to turn around and go back and, like, set everything up again. It all worked out, but it was just that moment of going, oh, God, did we do something wrong? Did they do something wrong? And I think even they, like, said, like, oh, this day, like, Monday is Tuesday ever. <laughs> it really was. Our office is on the fifth floor, and the elevators are broken, and it literally takes 30 minutes to catch an elevator to the fifth floor. And they have opened up the stairwells for people to walk up the stairs. And I came in. I was probably carrying 15 pounds of paperwork. And um, I was carrying it all. And they're like, you can just take the stairs. I'm like, I'm eight months pregnant. I will give birth on these stairs. So I had. it just took forever to get up to the office and was holding everything. And I'm like, oh, my shoulders, my arms. Was no one nice enough to, like, offer to assist and help you carry it all upstairs? No. No. Oh, God. Where's the chivalry? I know. <laughs> One person asked, but they were going up the stairs. I could tell they were in a hurry. So I'm like, no, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting back down. Thankfully, I didn't have as much stuff, but getting back down was awful, too. <laughs> That's just in general when your arms are full and you're trying to carry a bunch of stuff. And at that point, you've kind of mastered it all. If someone offers help, you, you just know, like, they're going to take one sheet off the top and the whole thing's going to fall. So it's like... Has that ever crossed your mind? Oh, yes. That's me kind of like every single time my arms are full. I'm like, and someone's nice enough to offer help. I'm like, no, no, no. I got this. It's mastered. Like, don't don't upset the balance. Yep. And typically I drop everything like two more steps later (laughs) anyways. But, you know, it's that when you're determined to do it. (laughs) Well, at least you've had something to look forward to this week. That's right. Today was our curling Valentine's Day date. And it was... It was the redemption for this Tuesday. It was it was so much fun, just as we had expected. Um, so we showed up. We got there a little early because we weren't sure like what the protocol was. There was none, so we just sat there for a little while, <laughs> <laughs> hanging out. We went and checked out the ice, which was cold. Yeah. Um, and considering it's actually like been kind of warm out the last few days, it did kind of. We had to think and plan ahead on that, and like remember, bring a sweater because we're going to be on ice. Um, you can tell several of the people who had also signed up for this curling like exercise thing that they did not think about that because there were several people who kind of showed up wearing like their um, slip-on shoes with no socks or like a little loose cardigan over their shirt or like a loose sweater jacket. And I was like, ooh, they must be freezing. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be on ice for an hour, guys. <laughs> but it was so much fun. Um We got there, and they gave us these rubber shoes that you put on the outside of your shoes. And they had the ice a little bit coarser around the outside so that you can kind of walk up to where, like, the long strip of, like, slippery ice would be at for, like, the curling game. Mm -hmm. And we had a very um, happy 
coach. <laughs> she was very, I don't know how to describe her. I mean, she was super, super, super nice, but she was just very excited about like getting us out there and playing. We didn't really get much direction necessarily from her. She gave us a little bit and showed us a few times, but it mostly was just playtime. Because, I mean, there's not too much to the game. Um, but I tried for about like one second, essentially, to be like the pusher of the puck, essentially, and which those things are so crazy heavy. They're about 45 pounds, but when you're lifting it up off of ice when your feet aren't really like planted into the ground, it makes you a little fearful of like trying to lift it. Um, so we just kind of pushed them across the ice and slid them. But you'd like put your feet on these little rubber things and like kickstart when you're running or like when you see like the Olympic runners that get going, like they have like those little foot pedals. So it's almost like you're standing on that and you're sliding forward into a lunge and then releasing this puck. And then the people in front of you, of course, run up and try to sweep the ice. And it's almost, it's not even necessarily a broom. It's almost like a heavy duty sponge type thing that's like wrapped in another material. And that's what you use to like rub the ice. And that just makes it smoother a little bit and lets it go. So it was a lot of fun. So does the disc puck thing is that does it easily slide even though it's 45 pounds or does it take a little bit of it takes a little bit of a push but really not that much like you do have to be very careful because there were a couple times marshall like pushed too hard on it and it would go way past the goal which you wouldn't even think that it would go because it would creep past it but it would uh it it was like have you ever played shuffleboard it's like a very fine like you have to figure out exactly how hard to push it, which, again, is really hard when you're pushing off of ice. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd put one foot on that little, almost like a runner stance on this, like, plastic thing that was, like, in the ice and stationary. And then you'd put the other foot on this, like, disc that made it feel like you were just... If you thought ice in general was slippery, it's, it's like adding baby oil to ice. That's what it seemed like. Jeez. <laughs> and you'd use that to somehow give you momentum to like push the thing out and of course again i don't know if it's a disc or puck i really didn't pay attention that much to it (laughs) (laughs) but you'd push that and you could either overshoot it or it would like barely move (laughs) so it really depended on your momentum and whether or not you held on too long and it kind of pulled back on you i'd imagine it gets really easier like once you get into the, the hang of it but for all of us beginners, it, it n- none of us really got it down pat. Um, I saw where Marshall and then one of the other girls on the team, and I think one guy um, on our little made-up team, got it in the actual target on the other oh, side. Did y'all win? Um, I'm going to go with yes. Well, so. did you come home with an Olympic gold medal? No. I mean, technically, they said we weren't keeping score, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kept score, and I feel like we're winners. Well, I did actually find out what a gold Olympic gold medal is made out of, and we were both wrong. What is it made of? You thought it was solid gold. I thought it was filled with chocolate. And it is actually filled with a 92.5% silver. Whoa. Yeah. A solid gold medal hasn't been awarded since 1912. I wonder, is that because the value of it? I think so. I think gold is so expensive, they can't afford to make that many gold medals. So, you know, if, I bet if you know that... And then you win a silver medal, you're probably like, you know, it's okay. At least mine actually is meant to be silver. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Like, whatever. Yours is gold-plated, okay? Mine sounds way better. (laughs) Yeah. And at least it's not chocolate, because I would give myself 24 hours before I ate it. Yeah. Yeah. Then it wouldn't be able to, like, hang up on your wall or anything. No, people's like, where'd that gold medal? Or... "Mm -hmm." 
Or what if you held onto it and it just like melted? Yeah, that's true. That would suck too. That but. is true. Oh, but I, did, I forgot to tell you the best part about me trying to do curling. Okay. So the lady eventually brought out a chair so that I could sit and try to push the puck <laughs> on the ice, which, of course, the chair slid too. So it, essentially she kind of was like, do it like the granny bowling style, where it's like the puck goes between my chair and like shoots out. Um, it semi-worked. I think I made it like halfway down the ice rink and that's about it but well i think you've just invented a new olympic sport i know i like i wondered if there was like olympic game for handicapped people i mean i feel like this is for the or for curling at least like a sport like that for it because i think we just invented like the way that people could do it i I mean they gotta find like a new way to like anchor the chair because at one point marshall thought it'd be fun to give me momentum and push me while in the chair while i'm trying to push the thing it didn't work at all but it was hilarious was it plastic or roly it was a a plastic and metal chair i feel like you need a roly chair on the ice that's like double fun this would be how i'd like break my hip my (laughs) leg my neck all of it that was my (laughs) next question are you fully intact i'm a bit sore not going to lie. I'm a bit sore. I tried to do the actual crouching and pushing thing at one point in time, and um, that probably wasn't the best idea. I, I realized it really quickly, and I was like, no, this is not a good position. I'm, if I push on this, it's going to make it worse. So I immediately stood up. And then I tried the sweeping thing, and sweeping thing was fine, but so they put those red rubber shoes that I mentioned earlier on. You put those over your actual shoes to walk on the ice and not slip. But by the time I got up to get them, they were out of, like, ones that would cover my size shoe. So I had like large men's ones covering my shoe and then they kind of flip-flopped a lot. Hmm. So if I tried doing like shuttle, uh, shuffling along or like walking backwards to do like the scrubbing part on the the ice, it just, it just looked horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried several times and it didn't stop me from trying, but it was, it, it, towards the end, I was getting a little frustrated with the shoe issue. But otherwise, like if everything had fallen into place, I think it would have been actually even more fun than it was because it was still a good experience but next time i'll be like first in line to get the right kind of shoe coverings and maybe not have a bum hip (laughs) yeah well maybe at least it made your monday s tuesday ever a little bit better it did it did you know what i think is wrong with the four day weekday what's that four day week it's because you said it earlier no vacation that's right we should have taken an adult spring break we should have we should have. I need a vacation and a spring break would be perfect right now. I mean, I guess technically it'd be like next month, but I feel like this is the time frame when we need to start planning an adult spring break. Yes. I don't think I'm going to get to go this year on any type of vacation <laughs> spring break trip. Maybe your spring break could be like a baby moon spring break. They do that. So, yes. you know. That's true. They being all pregnant people. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're supposed to go before. And my husband asked me if I wanted to go on one. But I'm like, no, I don't want to go on a vacation with this humongous 28-pound baby in my belly where I can't have a cocktail or eight and enjoy myself. Maybe you could do a staycation and just, like, each day just go to the massage parlor and get, like, a prenatal massage and, you know. Or we can go on a spa vacation because I feel like that's more adult spring break. We kind of have a little bit more money. So instead of going to, like... Just chill on the beach and not be able to drink. Well, you not be able to drink. I can drink plenty for both of us. Rub it in. But (laughs) maybe we go and we just have a spa vacation for a weekend. That could be the adult spring break. That's what we should have done for this three-day weekend. That's what we should have. We should have. That would have made everything so much better. It really would have. I do like the idea of going somewhere with girlfriends. 
Yeah. What? Why don't more adults take spring break? I'm just saying, like, why is that only a school thing? We get usually average companies get like two weeks of vacation a year. I know most people will take like a week off during summer and like maybe a week off around the holidays. But I mean, maybe more workplaces should offer up like, you know, a three day extended weekend in the spring and one in the fall that they call spring break and fall break for their employees. Their employees would be way happier. Oh, for sure. I've done a couple of girl trips, you know, in the spring, all year round, really. And I think the problem is as you get older, it's harder because you have husbands and kids and you know most people do have two weeks and so you want to do that with your family and you may not have enough days built up or enough money put aside for like a friend trip that's true that's true that has stopped me many a times but maybe we should make it more of a priority i don't know i feel like it's good for the the sanity's sake for sure for sure it's good to get away from everything to go somewhere with your friends even if it's you know, in, we're in Nashville, so to Gatlinburg mm-hmm. for a weekend or up to Indiana to ski for a weekend. Yes. Or just hang out at somebody's house and, like, don't leave and watch movies and eat gummy bears and drink champagne. That works, too. That's my that's my idea of a fantastic staycation. Yes. So, yeah. I used to do something similar. Not necessarily that, but, like, when I had a friend that lived in Chattanooga, it was nice to, like, drive an hour and a half away Go visit for the weekend. I mean, we'd go do stuff, and then we'd hang out at the house and we'd maybe eat a meal. Nothing crazy, but it was nice to just get away for a little bit and mm-hmm. get a little visiting with some friends, quality time, and then come on back. I like it. I like it a lot. So Trina and I have had a long-standing tradition for probably the last eight years. I think th- this year would have been our eighth year. Yes. Rest in peace. Uh Drunk Circus. Oh, those were some good memories. I mean, blurred memories, but really good memories. Yeah, and if you don't, people are always like, oh, what is that? Okay, something we made up. Clearly. <laughs> because people are like, I, don't, I can't find that anywhere. We love the circus. Mm-hmm. Love the circus. Like, my ideal dream job was to be the girl who rode the elephants at the circus. If she wasn't Tinkerbell, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That's a story for another day. But... um I would have loved to join the circus, but, you know, another, my mom kind of sucked that dream right out from under me like she did the ice skating. <laughs> but we would go um, to a bar before mm-hmm. and partake in some adult beverages, usually champagne, and some yummy food, and we would go to the circus. I remember our very first drunk circus, surprisingly, because... At least I remember everything leading up to the circus, and then I remember fuzzy circus. <laughs> I think the first time was actually an accident. Like, we were just going to go to the circus, and we're like, oh, let's grab some food beforehand. And I think, actually, so you posted online, like, on Facebook, like, I really want to go to the circus. Who wants to go? And I was like, I want to go to the circus. So I said, yeah, let's do it. And then you were working downtown, and I think we meant to, went to meet some of your coworkers at one of the bars down there just to grab a drink before going over to eat and everything. And we stayed there a while, (laughs) had more than we had expected to drink. And then it was like, crap, it's time for the circus to start and ran to the circus. We did. And then I think we also, we were the only people drinking at the circus. That's right. And we got free beer because the people at the concession stand were like, nobody's ordering beer. 
uh-huh that's right it came off all foamy on top and they were like you know what it's like half foam y'all just go with it and then come back and get a refill it was free and i remember one year we were so drunk we were yelling who brought all these kids yeah yeah so i mean we, we tried to keep it together but there were those moments um <laughs> but thus started the tradition of drunk circus because we had so much fun doing that that the next year when the circus came to town we were like let's do it again yep and again, and we kind of got into this routine, and uh, we got really excited each year. Uh, eventually, a couple people started tagging along with us, and we had a couple repeat guests come with us to Drunk Circus. But overall, for pretty much for seven years straight, we went to Drunk Circus mm-hmm. every year. And and last year, we did it up. We really did it up. We took the husbands. Mm-hmm. Mm. We got pictures. We got our face painted. We did. We got our face painted. I don't know. Did we know at that point that it was going to close? I don't think we did. We knew that the elephants weren't there. Yes. They had already gotten rid of the elephants. And so I think it was like, I think deep down, we kind of like knew that something was changing. We couldn't keep up Drunk yep. Circus forever. Yep. And uh, that was our last one. And then this year, obviously, no more. Right. No more drunk circus because there's no more circus. Maybe it's because I got pregnant and they knew that I couldn't drink, have drunk circus. So they were like, we'll just sit this year out. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> that did cross my mind. I was like, it's look what happens when drunk circus ends. Yeah. Lindsay has grow a baby. Up. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this weekend, I think I have found the replacement for drunk circus. Woo! I mean, now the circus will always be near and dear to us, but. But it's gone. It's gone. And we need a replacement. So, in comes inebriated Shakespeare. I'm loving it already. I know we talked about it last week. I think I kept referring to it as drunk Shakespeare, but same difference. Although it is actually called inebriated Shakespeare. And it was based off of a listener recommendation when they wrote in on the drink about it and said they were going to go see inebriated Shakespeare. And I was like, ooh, what's that? And then your husband got you tickets to go see it for Valentine's Day, correct? Yep. All right, tell me. How was it? It was... The greatest show ever, ever. I mean, it was everything I would have expected from inebriated Shakespeare. It started actually with a guy who got up there and did some stand-up comedy to kind of open the show and kind of get us ready and make us really understand that there were going to be some profane moments in there. (laughs) And to kind of introduce the cast to us so that we'd know, because since it was a small non-profit like community theater group that does this um they do a lot of it by donations they small ticket fee i think it was 10 bucks to go which is ridiculously cheap for as much entertainment as we got honestly mm-hmm. and it was fantastic his opening that had nothing to even do with the show his opening he went into a whole singing rendition of disney songs as they relate to the gym and mm-hmm. it was it was just fantastic it was that was that was fantastic. And then, leading into the actual show, the actors were hilarious. In the program, they had comments in there about, like, a drinking game. And if the actors went off script, forgot their lines, if they started speaking in modern tongue as opposed to Shakespearean um, quotes, I guess, it was or script, then all of those things would require you to drink from, from the audience. And... Throughout the entire show, you could buy these $5 shots for the actors, and you could even pick which actor you wanted to see get the drunkest while they're doing the <laughs> performance. And one of the actors who played Puck, because uh, it was a, mid- a Midsummer Night's Dream is what we actually saw, mm-hmm. um, his parents were there. And so I think everyone intentionally tried getting him the drunkest, which was fantastic. <laughs> He's the best character in that, anyway. So this is how great it was. At one point... 
Marshall got up to go get me like a popcorn refill and to get me another drink. And he comes back and he literally had just gone to the seat and was like handing me the drink. And Pup comes over and steals Marshall's seat <laughs> and proceeds to sit there for like a good five minutes heckling the other actors. It was fantastic. I was just loving it. And then since we had gotten there earlier, we were sitting front row center. There were points where the actors were coming up and like joking with us right in the front and like would throw things on our table, would walk behind us and like talk to us like they were talking about the actors on stage like, oh, God, that guy, you know, (laughs) (laughs) still staying in character. Um, It was just I don't know how to. we were hurting so bad because of how much we were laughing like my face actually hurt like I would grab it in the middle of the show while I'm laughing just to like keep the pressure off my jaw from laughing and hurting so much. But it was so much fun. So how, so this is in Nashville. So how frequently did they do this? I'm not sure how frequently. I know they're getting ready to change out shows in the next couple of weeks. And I think it looks like from prep work that goes into it, they probably keep the shows in rotation for probably at least two months would be my guess. Maybe a little longer, maybe a little less. And I don't know if they intermix the shows. I know they have the same actors and actresses that kind of... um, play all different parts they have an a cast and a b cast and a c cast that learn the entire show and the different characters and some of them play double duty and do like two different characters even in the same show Hmm. so they have different assigned nights that they do this at they also rotate venues constantly so like one night like last weekend the listener um that told us about the show she saw it at this bigger music venue um, near downtown, whereas we saw it at an event center where it was a little bit more of a theater setting, kind of, as opposed to a bar setting. Mm. So I would love to go back and see it again in a bar or even with a different cast because the actors brought so much to it. Well, as soon as this baby comes out, let's do inebriated Shakespeare. Yeah, I'd be a little bit worried at this point in time that you might laugh the baby out of you. <laughs> hey, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a couple of weeks when you're like ready to go, I'll just bring you there. You can just laugh the baby out. I feel like that's way better than what they describe childbirth like. So, yes, you know. But that's that's our. I'm just stating it now. That is our new drunk circus. Is inebriated Shakespeare. All right, let's I, do it. And we can probably go more than once a year. Exactly. That's what makes it even better. We this, can go all the time. Well, we're in trouble. We're gonna be in trouble. So, Lindsay, what do you have to drink about this week? Well, I'm still pregnant. Well, there you go. Is that a, is that a celebratory or is that a uh, vent worthy? You guess. That's both. I think. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna save you. That's just both. Um, I I've got a, a couple of random, random, random drink about it moments. This All week. right, let's hear it. So the first one, I'm I'm dubbing the robot issue. I was so excited this weekend. I went to a store called Bargain Hunt, <clears throat> which usually I love. You can find really great deals there. Well, we went to this new one out in Franklin, and it was, like, the nicest one we'd been to, so we were super excited about it. We saw this robot vacuum. Oh, yeah. And we've wanted one for a long time to, like, help collect all of the kitty cat hair tumbleweeds that go across our house. Um, And we've been just dying to get one, but they're so expensive. So we found one that was a Hoover... Um, what is it? A Hoover Rogue 970. Something fancy like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It looked cool. We did a bunch of research on online and it was like, holy crap, this is like $200 off of it. It's like half price. It's only going to be like $170. we are going to get it. 
So I buy it. I bring it home. I also, at the same time in the store, I found a trash can and we needed a new one. And it was also a robot trash can. And it was where the lid was going to be like a sensor and it could open the lid. It also had like an open and close button that you could uh, open the lid if you needed to and the sensor wasn't working for any reason. And... I'd seen those before. It's very sanitary. And the key thing for me is that it wouldn't be able to just easily be able to open and our cats could knock trash out of it. Mm -hmm. Well, both of them were basically a bust. The trash can didn't work at all. Um, I plugged it into the outlet with like two different cords. It didn't work. I tried it with batteries. It didn't work. And I was like, damn it. I'm going to have to return the trash can. So then I go over to the robot uh, vacuum and I open up the box and I go to set the dock out and I go to set the thing out to the robot itself to charge up and I realize like it's dirty and I noticed that there's some scuff marks on it so I was like okay well I did buy it from Bargain Hunt it probably got used and then or maybe it was a model at the store or something and I was like so I'll, I'll charge it up and I'll still see it and then I started to notice well the user manual hadn't been opened before it didn't fit on the dock it looked different than I for some reason had thought it was going to look and I go and I look at the box and I look at the model and I realize that it's a completely different vacuum. (laughs) Someone went to the store, bought this Hoover 970 Rogue, took it out of the box and put in their clearly broken older model that was like a Hoover Quest 700 or some crap like that. It clearly was older and didn't work anymore oh, no. and had been used. So I called the store up and I'm like, you've got to take this back. I'm like, and which, of course, they did. Yeah. But I was like trying to explain to them that this wasn't me. I didn't do this. I really was worried I'm going to go in there with this wrong vacuum and they're going to be like, okay. Sure, lady. You found yeah. the wrong vacuum in your box. And I was like, no, I really did. I called you like one hour after I bought it. This is like not right. So, yeah, they took it back. And I was really, really sad the rest of the weekend because I started researching other robot vacuums. And they are so expensive. They are. My mom got us one for Christmas, a Hoover. Mm-hmm. And she actually found it at TJ Maxx for a good price. Maybe I need to look there. I was just so disappointed i would have even taken the hoover 700 if it worked (laughs) i just really wanted one oh that was the other thing it didn't fit on the dock so they left whoever stole that vacuum didn't take the new dock with them (laughs) so they probably still have a broken vacuum or a vacuum that can't be used karma at home yeah i think that's karma right there (laughs) so neither of us are happy (laughs) Well, another one of my drink about moments is that my husband and I are looking for to trade my car in for a mom car. A mom car? What are you looking for? (sighs) So I have a cute little white sporty car. It's four doors, but we're thinking about trading it in for an SUV. Ooh. See, I like that. I think an SUV will be more helpful. I love your car. I love your car. But I just don't know how... Stroller, car seat, and um, baby goo proof it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're. I think we're going to go look this weekend. Um, we're not 100% sure we're going to trade it, but we are going to look into it. I rode in someone's uh, Nissan Rogue today. Mm. Those are really nice. Just saying. I think we're going to start with Nissan. Those were. I was surprised. That was my first time actually riding one. It was really nice. Mm. So keep that in the back of your mind. All right. Well, I've got uh, another drink about it. This one is much 
nicer and happier. <laughs> Woo! Um, I'm, I've got a friend coming in town this weekend from New Orleans. And so every time she comes to visit, it's so much fun. So we've got a whole weekend planned um, of her visiting a couple of other people. And then on Sunday, it kind of all comes together. We're going to a baby shower. That's what she's in town for. So I think it's going to be a really, really fun weekend just getting to hang out with her and catch up. So I'm super excited for that. Excited to see some friends at the baby shower and catch up with them as well. So that's my happy celebratory drink about it moment. I love it when friends come to town. And I have a drink about it from a listener. Cassie from Evansville is drinking about it because she's possibly going to go back to court with her ex-husband. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Well, you know what? Cheers to Cassie. We're going to drink and hope that, you know, everything goes well for you. Yes, we are. So cheers to you and hope, hope, hope everything is, stays positive. Um, I've got another uh, listener submission this week from Hope It Goes Well. And this is a celebratory drink. Um, Hope writes, this week is my last week working the day job, and I'm focusing on the side passion project. It's been a good side income, but it is now time to move it to the main and only income. So cheers to taking the plunge. Love the show. Yeah. Well, we love you for submitting a really great drink about it moment, and good luck in your future endeavors. Yes, Hope. Good luck. All right. It's time for champagne trivia. Last week's question, approximately how many bubbles are in a 750 milliliter bottle of champagne? And you had guessed. I don't remember, but I'm going to go with 58,000. All right. You're close. Really? 49 million. (laughs) (laughs) Super, super close. Man, I missed it by like this far. (laughs) So any of our listeners who guessed around 49 million, you got it right. Wow, that is so much. I'm like in shock about how many bubbles there are in a bottle. No, it's crazy. A lot. Those bubbles make you happy. They do. Mm-hmm. Happy bubbles. So, our question for next week. So, let me ask you this small question, Trina. What is champagne made out of? Dreams and hopes and love. Besides that, bubbles. <laughs> Besides that, <laughs> 70 million bubbles. <laughs> Grapes, right? Grapes, yes. All wine and champagne are made from grapes. So there are only three grapes that can be used to make champagne. Ooh, I think I know one of them. What are those three grapes? I don't, don't. know the other ones. Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna keep I'm it gonna, till next week. Okay. I think I know one of them, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off. I need to I need to research. I don't know what the other grapes are. I can only think of one right now. There are three. So if you would like to submit an answer and possibly be on our podcast, you can submit it on our website www.thechampagneway.com and go to Champagne Trivia. And if you'd like to submit for a drink about it moment, you can go to thechampagneway.com and click on drink about it. Don't forget, you can also submit a champagne shout out to someone in your life deserving of a toast. Um, Again, go to the website and click on champagne shout out. Thanks for tuning into the podcast this week. Be sure to check back every Champagne Friday for a new episode of the Champagne Way podcast. You can subscribe and follow us on iTunes, Google Play, on our website, and on SoundCloud. So be sure to click subscribe, like, follow us, and rate and review. Rate and review. What we may or may not talk about next week. Did our husband's 
do the 50 Shades of Grey challenge. And have I talked Lindsay into going on adult spring break? It's going to be a really tough one to talk me into that. Bye, guys. See you next week. Thanks to The Second Sound and Marshall Widener for producing the Champagne Way podcast. Thank you, Marshall. Thank you.